morning, good morning, good morning. Wisdom Wednesday, super pumped. Uh, had just an awesome time yesterday. I got Sarah to join us, which uh, I, I really, really enjoy her style. Man, she's in it. She's working it. She's no all business. Jerry loved her. Man, he goes, what a cool title, chief storyteller. You know? Yeah, and she is doing a phenomenal job of telling our story. Right? Are you telling a story? Hi, Jules. Hi, Hi Jules. Did I hear that that uh, Jules was walking? Jules, yeah, Jules was taking some steps last night. He hit like maybe four or five steps. We didn't really count them because they're happening fast. But uh, he is standing. Okay, now he's making his exit stage right. Say bye-bye. I'm happy he is, man. <laughs> Get away from me, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he took you know four or five steps last night, which was super cool. Um, he's just very strong, very standing up and, and walking and doing his thing. So very, awesome stuff. Hey, Amanda, I was talking heavy-duty Bank United yesterday. Jerry introduced me in the new training facility, and then, uh, boom, uh, Jerry opened up, and then I went after and uh, spent, you know, 90 minutes uh, talking about all kinds of really cool topics. One of the topics, Mark, you might like is decision fatigue, which we will unpack sometime shortly here as a topic. We won't be doing it today. But a great day, super fun. I love their new facility, love all that stuff. Here's a huddle uh, comment. So years ago, 2015, I was reminded yesterday, I was doing some work with Bed Bath & Beyond. Rich McMahon, who uh, instantly became, you know, like my bud, um, he was amazing in terms of how many uh, people he, he managed and how many stores and look who showed up. Patrice, she's brand new. I had a wonderful conversation with her yesterday. What a what a lovely lady, beautiful. What made my afternoon, made my day. But anyway, so Rich introduces me to somebody, which you just never know. It's such a great effort to do that. Out of the blue, just introduce two people you think should know. It's a really good effort. Anyway, introduces me, and I say, it's been too long. Let's catch up. Yesterday, we, we, we got a chance to catch up. And he says to me, he goes, listen, doesn't matter where I am. And he was making it real. He goes, I could be walking my dog. I could be on the can. Doesn't matter. He goes, you guys bring the energy in the morning, man. I was like, you watch the show? Yeah. You know, so Great. Yeah. It's yeah, funny I'm, because Daniel Wakefield put out a post yesterday about networking and like net, networking best practices or how do you define networking? And he tagged me in the comments and was like, I would love to hear your insight. And I was like, just make friends, man. Like networking is just making friends. And as you make friends, help other people make friends. And if you constantly do that, that is networking. That's what I was taught networking was from you. It's what I've always seen happen, whether it was in football or in business. And it's what's led to success of building the right kind of network. Um, yeah, great stuff. I mean, Jake, I think um, – you understand networking from a process standpoint. We sort of told you the methodology and you've gone into a daily practice. Share it while we're on it. I think, you know, people get a little bit too robotic when it comes to networking. Like, all right, I'm in the networking mode. Like what one thing you taught us life that you're always networking, you know, and that you're always having conversations. The best conversations we've had has been at a bar or an airport or the mall or these random places because you're just constantly curious. 
And that's what networking and call it constant networking is being constantly curious in other people, constantly looking for people, constantly finding things that are cool, that catch your eyes that you want to ask questions about, and be, you know, genuinely be curious when you find something interested. And that's what networking is. It was my, that was my post yesterday on, on Instagram. You know, I made that reel that was like, people think that networking only happens in person and, you know, through social media, whatever platform you want, particularly LinkedIn, obviously, networking is happening 24-7. doesn't matter what time of day. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You can pop open your phone. You can pop open your laptop. And you're networking with millions of people. So, you know, it's, it's a great know, Matt, conversation. Matt DiGregorio shines in, and he's the pro of pros because when I, he and I had our first virtual coffee – he turned it around, man. It was starting to introduce me to people before I can introduce him. It was like, oh my God, I'm looking in the mirror. This is what it looks like when someone actually gives first instead of, you know, oh, what can I take from this person? Let me give right. you, see, you know, so great job, Matt. Love that. What a great opening, great energy. Um, we have Jake here. For those who have been following me, I uh, get jaked three times a week. I love it. The results are great. I'm really into this fitness mindset. I'm going to share a bunch of stuff with you guys. We have a new segment, uh, which is super fun. It's about Arnold Schwarzenegger and the pump. So we'll jump right into that after huddle music. And then eight lessons we can learn from his life. Bang, let's go. never gets old when you watch that intro there's so many smiles man what a great great way to start the day great energy. Uh, talking about somebody who makes me smile uh kitty mcgowan who's going through just a torturous run here car accident and then her house gets basically blown away in the in the flood she is still producing her charity event so she reached out to us shay do you have a flyer that we can share Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> One second. It's not loading for some reason. Hold okay. on. We'll come back to it. But I want to make sure we get, well, yeah, we'll get to it at the end of the show. Get to it at the end of the show. I want to give Kitty her due. She's doing a charity event um, where they are taking veterans out on boats. So they need people who have boats and people who want to be part of it. It's mind boggling to me that in the midst of this bullshit that she's dealing with, she's still throwing her charity event. I don't think anybody would have a problem saying, I'm taking a pass. I'm underwater. You know, but he gets it done. Good for her. Okay. So uh, this new segment, Shay, show me the pump club. The pump club. I love that. Today. Maybe, maybe he's just off today. I, I, there there he is. So Arnold's pump club, he pulled two other guys together and they put out content every day. For me, it's fantastic. It is just easy to read. It's less than five minutes. They call it the positive corner of the internet. I think we're more positive, but 
um, and we're live. But um, great stuff today. So I'm going to ask you. Great information every day. It's always, always nutrition or fitness driven. I mean, go figure. It's coming from Arnold. But a lot of it is debunking myths. A lot of it is talking about the trends that are out there. And then they go and they find the experts or they do the research on the numbers and the studies and they synthesize the information for you in a really quick way for you to digest it, understand it, and then be able to apply it to yourself. So it's a great morning read. In the fitness world, probably more than other industries, like trends and fads kind of get thrown together quickly. You know, people yeah. hop on waves without having any clue what it does to your body or were programmed one way in a study that was done a bunch of years ago. So it's cool to see the actual numbers come out about stuff i posted today about numbers about cold calling the numbers don't lie and so when you actually study it and track the data that's when you can actually make educated decisions so here we go i'm going to ask you myth or magic first question saunas work for detox i I know the answer because i read this morning so right it's I probably would have answered differently before because I think sweating is a form of detox and it is the way to get, you know, bad stuff out of your body. But apparently it is a myth and you only burn, what is it, sodium or, you know. Well, so it's it's one-tenth of the toxins in your body actually come out in your sweat or it's like one-tenth if you were to sweat two liters of sweat. It's like a astronomical number. So the actual toxins that you release from your body through sweat is so small. So it's not actually the the release of the toxins that's making you feel better. The sweating makes you feel better. You know, the release of the water weight and the release of the excess bloat or whatever that you have going on. I mean, heat is just good for your muscles. It opens up your muscles and allows more blood flow. Circulation of blood flow helps your body feel better. Um, But it's interesting because I would have assumed that when you were sweating, toxins were coming out of your body. I mean, I know for me, sometimes it tastes like what I drank the night before. So I would assume that it was actually coming out. But I guess, you know, uh, how about this as a theory? It makes me feel good. So even if it's a placebo effect, it affects my day positively. You know, like. there are mental things right. that come with sweating. Their right. endorphins are releasing. Right. There are releasing there are. endorphins from right. The, and ultimately, the muscles getting bigger or you know expanding and allowing more blood flow is the best thing that happens from it. Great. Number two, um, myth or magic? If you eat more, you lose more. Depends. What are you eating? And it always yeah, goes what are you? back to what are you eating? So the eating un- more. Un- they eat more, lose more. So this, I learned this on the Whole30 diet, um, which was a great experience for me. 30 days of nothing other than meats, uh, whole foods that come from the ground, nothing processed, no dairy, no sugar, and no uh, processed carbs or grains. And what I figured out was – you actually can eat more of that kind of food and you stay fuller longer and you actually snack less. So your calorie intake, even though you're eating more food, your calorie intake is lower. And then when I, at the beginning of this year, when I really started paying attention to my protein intake and started getting at least half of my body weight, half to 
to two thirds of my body weight in grams per protein. Um, it significantly changed the way I snacked and how hungry I felt. So two ways that I know you can change your snacking habits. One would be increasing your protein intake and paying attention to that. The other one is focusing on just a whole foods diet. So it's, it's fascinating for me because all of these fast keto, all of these are what Jake talked about fads. I was always confused. Whenever I did anything, I was hungry. I walked around hungry. Being hungry made me anxious and irritated. I walk around satisfied now. I'm eating a hearty piece of protein, you know, vegetable. I drink a shit ton of water. Never felt better in my life. Jerry's a shining example yesterday. I mean, he shows up. He looks better. Now, I have not dropped significant weight. It's basically like reshifted. So I want yeah, you to, no, you're, you're, re, you're re, they call it recomposition of your body, which you build more muscle mass. Like that's one cool thing that they do at F45 is they do what's called an embody test. And you stand on a machine with your arms out wide and it tests your skeletal muscle mass. It tests your body fat percentage and gives you an idea of what, what index your body is in terms of whether you need, forget about weight. It's testing how much muscle you have and how much fat you have and how you need to either increase muscle or just lose fat, what, you know, depending on what your body's like. And so, you know, to me, the recomp of a body or the just focusing on that kind of diet is sustainable. And I'm all about sustainable. <laughs> Take any comments on that? Because I think it's really um, apropos to how you went from I'm ready to where you are now. Like you were ready and disciplined and all that stuff. Well, I'll use you as an example. Like we talked about it, like your other fads and stuff like that. Like those aren't lifestyle changes. Those are going, you're going to ride the wave. You're going to have a weekend where you go off the rails and you don't really come back because it's not a sustainable model. And for you, you know, you're like, I don't want to feel like shit anymore, but you're not also starving yourself. So it's, you're, you're getting enjoyment from the results and doing it right and the consistency of it, which will pay off long-term, not in the instant gratification of in a month. I lost 15 pounds in a month, but now I feel like shit and mm. I don't have any energy or, you know, so it's the consistency. Consistency? No. no. It's always about consistency. No. no. Consistency? Right. It's not that word again, is it? Right. Like, right. No. It's just very word. To me. Like... I don't, it's, it's, it's it, you know, every, every guru that you talk to, anybody that's, you know, made it or anybody that talks about success, it's just consistently showing up. How many days, like when I did that, when I did the math in my head of like, okay, if I work out five days a week for the entire year, what percentage of the year am I actually working out? And I was like, damn, it's not enough. You know, it, it's, it's two thirds, it's 66%. Like if I really want to crack into a higher percentage, if I really want to say I'm being consistent and get into that 75 or 80% range, six days is the minimum. And so it shifted my thought process on what a lot was or, you know, what consistency really looked like. And that helped me a lot because then it was like, all right, well now the bar has changed. Now it's, the bar is not five. And if I hit four, I'm still close. Now the bar is six. And so five becomes the minimum. 
So at yesterday's event with Bank United, I played them the confidence uh, video from Dion. Yeah. You know, and at the end of that, he says, if you feel good, you play good. <laughs> and if you play good, you get paid good. <laughs> and so it's like, can you relate what this has done for you in terms of performance in the business world? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's discipline to my entire daily process then. Like, knowing that I am eating the right way, it allows me to operate off of less sleep. Like, I don't get a lot of sleep. I'm somewhere between four and a half and six and a half hours a night during the week. It's not a lot. And so in order for me not to feel tired, in order for me to really be able to get, get through with enough energy to do what I need to do throughout the week, it comes from my nutrition of what I'm eating and my consistency in working out. Those things feed each other, which then fuel me to be here for the huddle and do what I need to do, have energy on my coaching calls, have energy in my presentations, have the energy to meet new people and digitally network and create new opportunities. And so that cycle and the process that I'm living in, it was great to get away for four days. Don't get me wrong. I needed that break, but working out on the break is what helped me come out of the break ready to go back to work. I slept for three hours Sunday yeah, night I, before I got on the huddle. One of the one of the hard parts, and we talked about it in January, is like everybody wants to fix their entire life in like the first month of January. They want to do more right. business. They want to work out. They want to eat healthy. Like it's 17 different avenues and every priority has to be, you know, at the utmost importance and doing everything at this high rate. It's about kind of breaking it down into steps, right? And getting the steps correct and then making the steps fit together. The stairs, it all gets you to the top, which is how you want to feel. And it's about kind of tinkering and finding out how to do everything to get you to that, you know, ultimate performance at the end of the day, you know, like some work out better in the morning, some work out better at night, some do their cold calls or, you know, their sales calls in the morning because they're tired and whatever it is, it's about fitting it together to give you the best result in order to then achieve the best, you know, your best performance. I love that because like Clara, who is the president of the Dade market, she got up after I spoke and she talked about, this is what worked for Steve. What works for you? You know, like, do you have your morning routine set? Is it written down? Do you stick to it? You know, first thing is you got to create it. And I think you got to write it down, you know, like all of this stuff that I'm learning from Arnold and the, the library called the Internet actually makes it simple for me. It's not complicated. Everything before was measuring and like I don't have to measure the amount of protein I eat. If I'm hungry, I eat some protein. I feel better, you know. So, you know, we said this in many of the dialogues we've had. It's, you know, more is not better. Better is better. Create a morning routine that actually works for you. And that to me is, you know, working with and shout out to Sestel because I'll be with the leadership group today. But working with them on building their business development modules versus their sales modules, really helping them separate the process and putting down a repeatable process like that to me is what is the routine? What is the routine that you go about doing to get people's attention, 
then what is the routine you go about doing from converting that attention to time with them? And once you've had time with them, what's the process and the routine that takes that from time with them to making a decision on where they go and what the next steps are? If you don't have that linear for yourself, if it's not repeatable, then it's almost impossible to have sustained success or to have success and then do it again and repeat it because you don't know exactly what you did to get you to that point. Jake, any comments? Something written down is like multitasking. You're asking your brain to categorize it, remember it, then execute. And we don't remember, like when we were, we, there was a reason we had a play sheet. There was a reason we knew what we were going to run. Like, there was no, into a game going, I know what I'm going to call. You know what? <laughs> we're going to call it right. outside zone today. You know, like that's how it like feels to me. It's like I'm going to walk into a gym and go, I'll figure it out as I go. You're wasting time. You're wasting energy and mental wherewithal to do it all. But, but I want to bring this up. I want, I want to bring this up because I think it's really important. When you commit to try something, which is the 1% mentality, whatever it is in your life, you can try it and then – Get feedback, your own personal feedback. What this is working for me, this is making me feel better. Or guess what? Drinking on a plane doesn't work for me. Correct. You cut that out. It blew my mind when you, you and I spoke yesterday and you said, I didn't drink on Sunday, but you had a full day of flying. You know, that was my habit all the time, man. I was just bang, bang. That's, that's hard to be self-aware. That goes right back to being self-aware and what works for you, what doesn't, not going with the norms of what people are doing. Like, that's a tough skill and a muscle you have to build in order to feel those and then be able to also digest it and make a decision to do something different. Well, you know, it, it affects the decisions that you make. And that's what I spent a lot of time yesterday on decision fatigue. I used coffee as an example. There's like 17 different decisions you got to make. You ever get behind somebody at Starbucks and they go, it's like, takes them 20 minutes to order the fucking coffee. man. It's so like, this is something I used to have a conversation with my players about when we would go on a break or when, you know, we had a big win on a Saturday night was make the decision before you go out, make it. And we'll go to overtime. Like just getting a full show today. Jake, Jake was talking about the play call sheet. It's not like as a play caller, you don't know what you want to do or how you want to do it. But there's a lot of information to fucking process in 40 seconds if you don't have something to help guide you there. So the play call sheet was your decision-making process prior to the game starting so that when the moment hit, you could go right to the selection of plays. You could look at the six that you had decided were the ones that you wanted to run, and you could choose from a small sample size of it. It's the same thing I would talk to my players about. Is I'd say, look, you're going to go out tonight. You're going to go party. Make the decision on how many drinks you're going to have tonight. Make the decision on whether or not you're going to be with those people or you're not going to be with those people. Because if you wait till you're in that, in that situation to make that decision, I promise you you're going to make the wrong one. Because now you've allowed all of these other factors to weigh in on your decision-making process instead of when you were in a clear head and you were clear on your priorities and knew what you wanted to do, you didn't make that decision. You made that decision already. Um, what a fabulous session this morning. I, I will, I'm going to leave one thing. If yeah. you do nothing right in a day, get people's names right. Like it's not <laughs> hard. And I, not that I'm defending. I've seen multiple people call him M-A-R-K and I'm not calling him out. <laughs> I can't see your name, but you it's know, not hard. Post. 
Like, yeah, like, what, it's, like you did it on my post. Like my name's like, right there. It's and not you know hard. For a long time. And it's <laughs> just the lack of like taking initiative to do it right. Like it, it would offend me if somebody called me the wrong name or didn't take <laughs> the time. So I go out of my way to make sure I spell their name right. So you know what? Take the extra step, do it right. And if you take nothing else away from me, there's if, no skill that goes into that. If you enjoy in case, this, they, in case they need help, I put the put the names on the Yeah. If 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 you enjoyed this conversation, if you want to dive deeper into morning routine, if you want to dive more into building yourself a repeatable process, GOTB training is the Busted. place to go. Busted. I didn't have this. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We had a great virtual coffee. I hope you got my video follow up. I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation with you. But if you guys are looking to adopt the 1% mentality mindset, if this triggered something inside of you, couple different places for you to go, go to gotbtraining.com. We can get you involved in the GOTB accountability call that's happening today, or just reach out to one of us and have a virtual coffee. Michelle wants to have conversations about last names. You lose. Potdorf. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty sure I got this right. I think it's Potdorf. So I don't know. Listen, make it a great Wednesday. You have a choice. It's all up here. Get it was not a personal attack on anybody. Just <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see names, I swear. Thank so, you, guys. Nick is getting hate emails now, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I like it? It's accountability around here. On a Wednesday when we have the accountability call, let's, let's go, go ahead. Let's get down to business. Come on, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business.